0: Hey y'all, welcome to Poetry for Black Girls, a conversation where we discuss poetry, healing, and everyday tips that you can incorporate into your life to make life a little less stressful. I am your host, Angelina, a licensed social worker and a black girl. Here we go. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Poetry for Black Girls. On this episode, I have a special guest for y'all. She goes by Created to Inspire. She is an ordained elder, the Total Woman Conference host and speaker, the author of Uncover to Recover, a study of self-love and compassion, a poet, of course, a black woman, oh yeah, and she's my mother, Barbara Owens also known as Created to Inspire. So listen in while we have a conversation with her about her poetry and her book and just womanhood. All right, here we go. All right, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm really excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so happy that you are one of our very first guests. Um, I've been definitely trying to bring other voices on the podcast because I know that there are other Black women in our community that have so much to offer. And, of course, I have had the pleasure of hearing your original spoken word, but I was wondering, would you be open to uh, sharing one of your poems with the audience? Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, you've known me
1: your whole life.
0: Yes, I have. Um, Y'all, this poem is so powerful. Here is an original piece by Created to Inspire. Here we go.
1: Sometimes I feel unseen, like the walking wounded. A bloodstained but pretty package bandaging pain with a smile. But it's okay as long as I keep smiling. In this skin... As soon as the smile drops, I'm labeled as angry, bitter, cold, but never just hurt, lonely, or in need of a hug. Accused of hyper-independence when I never ask for the cape, the tights, or the S on my chest. At those times when my mind plays tricks on me like I'm the one sitting alone in a four-corner room staring at candles. God's word reminds me that he is protecting me from those with limited vision. My father is protecting me from wolves masquerading as sheep. Praying on empathetic hearts and sweet spirits. At times I feel unheard, but my father reassures me that he's protecting me from placing my word seeds in ground that can't even fertilize it. And maybe, just maybe, I feel unheard because I've yet to fully use my voice to speak truth to power, to seek justice, to seek mercy for the addicted, the abused, and the overlooked. When my emotions rise, fall, ebb, and flow, because they do, It's God's word that speaks truth to feelings and allows my will to line up with his. When situations and circumstances try to threaten my peace, rage war on my faith, and whisper there must be something wrong with me because I think differently, it's his voice that I hear telling me to advance and occupy, to rise above the realm of the impossible, to recover everything that belongs to me and leave no spoils by the wayside. And while we are all created uniquely in the image of God, I rejoice in the fact that there's no other me. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm precious in his sight. He's the
0: great I am, and I
1: am created to inspire.
0: Oh, my gosh. I love that. Thank you. I read that poem, but it is so much more powerful when you recite it. Yeah. So, okay, what was the name of it? So...
1: You know, when I write poetry, I rarely ever give it a name because I'm usually writing it for something or just like in the moment. Um but if I had to give it a name, it would be advance and occupy.
0: Mm, advance and
1: occupy. Yeah, because go forward in what you're called to do and you occupy that space like you belong there because you do.
0: Mm. I love that. So okay, when well you said you um you normally write your poetry for something, so was there a particular reason that you was writing that poem? There was. It was. It
1: started out shorter than that. It was actually for um the when worshippers gather event that um Elder Carolyn Olanee has. Mm. So it started out. It was. It was thematic, and the theme was advancing and occupying from First Samuel. So it was shorter than that. But then we had a um at my church there was a, when worship, it was an um, incense arise experience. Mm. And we just went in, whatever your particular art is, you know, whether it be poetry, singing, dance, you just went forth and worship. And so I expanded the poem because that, that's what was on my heart, you know, knowing who I am and God and then just thinking about other people. And so when I knew I was going to that event, that's where I was led. That's what I was led to do.
0: Yes. Okay. So you say like that's what was on your heart and you know where you are in God. So yeah. can you talk to us a little bit more about that? Yes. You know, Um.
1: so where I am right now is being comfortable in my own skin, right? Um, knowing that he created me. I- I- I'm perfect, right? Not in a sense of, oh, you think you're perfect, but he created me perfectly in his image. And I'm okay with that. I know that I'm his daughter. You know, I know that he understands my emotions. I'm big on emotions. Um, So I don't have to be led by my emotions because I can be led by him. Um, The way I look, you know, my shape, all of that, my hair, Mm -hmm. it's fine. It's me because that's who he created me to be. So I think once you get to accept yourself, you know where you are with God when you start accepting yourself.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. So... Ooh, that's just so powerful. Like you said, so many good things. It sounds like you have embodied advancing and occupying. You have embodied self-confidence and self-worth. And it sounds like you've gotten that through your relationship with God.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Oh, my gosh. So, that brings me to your book. Because... That was so powerful. I was trying to read it last year when I was in grad school. And I just, I don't know why. I just felt like maybe I had too much on my plate. But I came back around to it this year. And I read it again. And I also looked at the journal prompts and everything. And for y'all that don't know, um, her book is called Uncovered to Recover. um, And we will also put in the show notes anywhere where you can find that book and so I just want to talk a little bit about your inspiration like can you tell us what your book is about
1: yeah it's um so it starts with me being a little girl a a young girl I was a teen mom so it starts from that place and then it goes through like my 20s you know not went through a couple of crazy relationships and you know my ratchet 20s you know having a Crazy attitude, really thinking I knew everything. And then learning more in my 30s and really um, embracing God and embracing who I am. Um, And the the subtitle to the book is God Cleared the Debris and Unveiled My Value. And that's really what he had to do. It was a whole lot of debris. But my value was always there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think for us as women, we find our value in what we do, who we're taking care of, we want in our accomplishments, but we have inherent value. Your value is there whether you act like you're valuable or not. Mm-hmm. So it's not about um, what you do. You're st- you're you're a high-value woman regardless, now whether you're going to act like it or yeah. not. <laughs> Period. <laughs> so whether you choose to act like it, embody it, embrace it, you know, it's up to you. And then even that looking like it may be different for you than it is for me um a lot of times people i can't put my 44 year old uh mentality or standard or what i want to do off on you as a 24 year old you know so we gotta come out of that mindset let you embrace womanhood let me embrace womanhood and we love and support one another
0: i love that it's letting people be who they are unapologetically authentically and letting them go through their own journey yes and I love the way you you took us through your journey of the different relationships, of yeah. finding yourself. Like, that really spoke to me because as your daughter, I saw a lot of myself in it. Like, and when I have sometimes found my worth in a relationship or what I do. And so I, wanted, I want you to talk, can you talk to us about... Um, How do you find your worth outside of your relationship? Because in your book, you mentioned um, that when you, was it Pete, I believe, if y'all were to, if the relationship failed, you felt like a failure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because you want that sense of accomplishment. So here's the thing. Yeah, you're going to have your moment where you're in your emotion. We know the emotions are real. But we also have to learn how to step outside of it. And look at it okay the relationship failed but i didn't the relationship is its own entity it failed it had its flaws but i didn't that's what we have to look at instead of taking it it's personal because it's you but it's not personal mm-hmm. um if that makes sense so instead of looking at it oh i'm a failure you know my relationship sometimes success is knowing enough success is having enough sense to get out of something <laughs> So you can take a look at it and say, okay, what did I learn from this? What can I do better? What did I do great? If you look at it like a um, an actual case study, mm-hmm. instead of, oh, my God, I messed up. Because we what we tend to do, and this is how you end up going back to exes, right? After you're out of the relationship, you romanticize it, and you take all the blame, and then all you see is that person's good things. So you end up going back. Well, it didn't work out. So you never studied it. So if you take the time to study it, yeah, maybe it'll work out. Or you'll know, you know what, I'm not going to fool with this. Mm-hmm. So really take, taking the emotion out of it and learn to look at it objectively. Yes. The relationship failed, you didn't.
0: I love that. I love that so much because it's like, basically, you're just taking notes. Oh. Like, you're not taking it so personally. You just, everything that you're going through in life, you're taking notes. You're learning more about yourself Yeah. and about just as you grow in the world about who you are, your purpose. So it's just like, it's just notes. Another thing I want to say, um, you meant another thing that really stuck out to me in the book is, uh, you talked about criticism, (laughs) like taking criticism. Yes. Woo. So what are your thoughts on, or do you, do you want to share with the uh, listeners kind of your journey with being able to accept criticism?
1: You know, I think in the book I called it criticism, and if I could do my twenty twenty two edit, I would even change that to um, constructive feedback, because you know for so long it's been forced down our throats. Learn how to take constructive criticism, mm. but you even saying the word criticism is kind of like ugh, it yeah. leaves a taste. So I really couldn't stand to be criticized because I took it again. I took it personally, mm-hmm. so I didn't want to hear it. And then months or years later, I'd be thinking. Oh, they were right. So we have to learn how to... Now, the person's delivery may be off. And you got to be mature and say, (laughs) okay, you know what? I'm going to look past that. When you look past that, what were they saying that was true? Take It's like the old people say, chew the meat and spit out the bone. Mm. No, you didn't like the way they said it. It didn't feel good. But what was it in that... Constructive criticism that you can take and apply, and then on the you know the flip side of that, since we know how it feels to us, mm-hmm. we have to learn to not be so critical of others, but to offer constructive feedback. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the way you did the program, a lot of people weren't really listening. You know, when you were speaking, but what you can do, or might I suggest, you know, mm. add, add some feedback to it. Yeah. You know, add some feedback. Don't just tear the person down. We don't want to tear them down at all. Mm-hmm. But soften the blow and you point out what could be done better. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes just don't say anything at all. Yeah. But that's on the on the giving end. But on the receiving end, I've learned to just to tune my ear to hear, okay, what, again, taking notes. Life is about taking notes. What can I take from this? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't like might not necessarily like the way the person said it because maybe they not be, may not be emotionally mature enough mm-hmm. to say it, convey the message well. Right. But what was the message in it? And I like what you said about taking notes. My mom, uh, we were talking about marriage once. Mm. And she said marriage is a conversation. So then we were in church Sunday and they were talking about talking to people and you show love by talking. Mm-hmm. So marriage is a conversation. Love is a conversation. Life is a conversation and taking notes. Can you converse well? And are you going to apply the notes you
0: took? Oh, my goodness. Oh, I feel like you just. (laughs) Wow. There is so much in what you just said. First of all, I feel like life, love, marriage is a conversation that embodies poetry for black girls. Wow! Yeah, like that. If that needs to be our new saying, like this is this is a because that's all we're doing. We're just having a conversation. Poetry is a conversation. You know, it's with yourself. It's a monologue. I love that, and I'm I'm so grateful that you came on the podcast. I feel like you gave it so much um, substance, and just to hear like two generations up from me, you know, things that you said from your mom. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing it from my mom, like. This is nice. So I'm I'm really happy that you shared that with us. Um another thing I wanna ask you is how do you take care of yourself?
1: Oh, and that's a work in progress.
0: You know, and I've
1: learned I sat down and thought about me. I I preach it, I teach it, but I had to again take a notes. Had to sit back and look (laughs) and be like, you know, am I really walking it out? Um, one of the things that I do and we don't always think about it as self care, but I'm very um I keep my dentist's appointment. Like that is so regular for me. I go to, you know, the gynecologist. I go to my PCP. And like even with my doctor, and I mess his last name up so much. And it's (laughs) the simplest last name in the world. But anyway, but with my doctor, he's he's a a male and he's younger, but we have such a good relationship. I can talk to him. I feel that he genuinely listens. Mm -hmm. And one a way to take care of yourself as women, black women. We got to learn to advocate for ourselves. If you don't like the doctor, they're not listening to you, get another one. Yes. <laughs> get another one. But um, so self-care, i make sure that I take care of those things. And then I take still away time. Mm-hmm. Like I will go away. I will write. I will go writing. I take time. When I feel my body letting me know, okay, you know where you're getting a little bit of stress. I, I pay attention to myself. Mm-hmm. If my fists are clenched, I unclench them. Okay, Barbara, what's on your mind? Mm-hmm. I do self-checks. So that's where I'm at with self-care right now. And I'm learning to take vacations. Like I'm going on a, a vacation this month and it'll actually be my first real getaway by myself. And I'm like, when I thought of that, I was like, whoa. Where are you going? I'm going to Houston. I'm going to H-Town. So, you know, Meg is over there. I'm like, Auntie <laughs> B's coming. <laughs> but yeah, just to um, make sure you take that time to get away and get to know yourself. That's a part of self-care. If you know how to take care of you, you know how to allow other people to treat you, other people
0: to treat you. Exactly. Exactly. So where can we find Auntie B created to inspire Barbara Owens? Where can we find you? Where can we um, connect with you and where can we find your book?
1: Absolutely. Uh, The book is available in all um, digital outlets. Um, Amazon, you can get hard copy and the, the digital copy. Um, do we still say digital copy? The ebook. Yeah, the yeah. ebook. Oh. <laughs> That's also available at Barnes and Noble. Same way at Walmart, you can only get the ebook. But to get a signed autograph copy, go to created to and that's spelled out created to inspire inc.org. that's my website um you'll find different products the products there the planner the book the journal um soon to be uploaded will be some t-shirts on there the total woman t-shirt so i'm kind of stepping out into something different um facebook at author barbara e owens instagram CreatedToInspire, to inspire but it's the number two created to inspire and we won't even talk about twitter because i'm barely there <laughs> i'm an auntie so
0: yay i love that thank you so much for joining us um poetry for black girls thank you so much for dropping so many gems um and i will have all of the handles for the different ways that we can contact you in the show notes Well, I hope y'all enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. If you enjoyed listening to the podcast, please like it on whatever platform that you listen to this podcast. Leave a comment and share the podcast on social media platforms using the hashtag poetry for black girls. I'll talk to y'all on another episode of poetry for black girls. Bye.